Welcome to another episode of Between the Bites. My name is Derek here with Executech. And my name is Gary Arnold. And my name is James Fair. Welcome. And brought these two gentlemen on to talk about politics. Uh-oh. <laughs> politics and... Isn't that one of those things you're not supposed to talk about at work? That's right. <laughs> We're going to break that rule today because there's some interesting things happening in the world of politics. So, James, do you want to dive in and tell us a little bit about what we're focusing on today? Yeah, so we're looking at the bill that passed now, right? This is done, done deal. I guess executive order. Executive order, sorry, yeah. yeah. Executive order on ensuring responsible development of digital assets. Yeah, that's what it says. I'm not making the words up myself. So That's a mouthful. <laughs> that is a mouthful. They need, they need some branding help. <laughs> I'll be honest, from a personal point of view, this is my opinion, is that this came about, partly it was needed, it's been needed for a long time, but I think when the sanctions went in place against Russia, and many of the Russian rich elite started moving their money into crypto, then all of a sudden the U.S. went, wait a minute, that's not supposed to happen. And let's do something about that. Let's put some things into, into effect. Now, from a crypto perspective, this has been expected and frankly needed for a very long time. But there was some, some parameters around this, right? Because right, it's kind of the Wild West right now and there's no regulations to it. I'm not saying that it needs to be regulated. It's kind of a, most of the neighborhood is kind of anti-regulation. But we needed some, I don't know, some rails up, some railings to, uh, to guide us because it's been kind of a free-for-all. Now, one thing that's in here that, that caught my attention was the drive for a, they called it a CB... CBDC. Yeah, CBTC. Thank you. A central bank digital currency. So this has the some of the benefits that we're seeing with crypto in that the digital format can then... We don't have to worry about paper, it's cross-border, it's lower cost, it doesn't require as much to manage. So they're seeing that some of the competitiveness or some of the advantage to crypto is coming about because digital currencies are much easier to move and move around. Let's let's maybe take a step back and just lay of the land. I mean, it is a large document and yeah. viewers, listeners, you're lucky because we're here to break it down. We took the time to read it a bit. I'm not sure I understood everything I read, but <laughs> we did read it. And it's like you said, James, what I was hearing is that the crypto community was nervous, maybe worried sure. about this. People were thinking that Biden was going to release this executive order and it was going to be a real crackdown. Who knows what form that would have taken on the crypto world in general. And so obviously there's lots of other factors that would drive the cost of Bitcoin down. But this could have been one of them. People were worried. Oh, no, he's going to say he's going to tax laws, all kinds of things. But long story short, this executive order, from my view, was very crypto friendly, very open and does not point to any specific policy or regulation action at this time. Yeah, I agree. It was a, we need to get involved in this. and I'm going to give you some deadlines to do it, folks. Yes. Is what I kind of saw out of it. It has been needed. Yeah, it's been needed. It's, it's almost like President Biden's like, well, I want to start a coin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Everybody else is doing it. Yeah, everybody else is doing it. Like, because correct me if I'm wrong. And like, take us through this, James. A central bank digital currency. It kind of talks about it without talking about it in the executive order. But more or less, that is a Bitcoin minted by the government. Yeah, it's a it's on a blockchain, but it's going to be central ledger still. It won't be open ledger or you know that style of system. So it's still. I think it's the bank's way to try to compete 
in this world, this digital world we're seeing coming out, and they're realizing that they're losing ground rapidly and trying to find some way to counter that. And again, it's a personal opinion because most of the crypto space is kind of anti-bank, right? We want to- yeah, that was the whole point. They, right, want to yeah get away from that centralized thing. And, and in this order, Biden was very clear that having a currency creates a lot of value for the country itself, a lot of power, a lot of that's a reason why the United States is where it is because of the U.S. dollar backing. So they're kind of afraid to lose that, I guess, is kind of what I read into it anyway. If you haven't listened to our Bitcoin series that we did, uh, I encourage you to go listen to that. It is a three part. We go deep on Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. We're not going to dive into that today. But with those episodes as sort of a groundwork, I think it's interesting. And they repeat this phrase several times, but of all the areas and sectors and people that cryptocurrency can touch and that the government is recognizing crypto can influence all of these things. I mean, the list is like implications for consumers, investors, and businesses, fairly obvious there, data privacy, security, financial stability, systemic risk, crime, national security, human rights, financial inclusion, equity, energy, climate change, like... <laughs> Pretty much everything we've got going on in the government's view, and I think we would tend to agree, can in some way be touched or influenced with cryptocurrency. Yeah, I can see the concern. I mean, I guess at like the most extreme example, which is pretty unrealistic, but at the most extreme point, if there are large businesses and a large number of these businesses that are start, say, they're heavy in trade across the world and they only deal in crypto, that does make it difficult for tax purposes and things like that. And it sounds nice. Yes, as a business, you can avoid paying taxes. Honestly, businesses are pretty good at that in the first place. But still, if all of that goes away, that is a major hit to the United States government and very bad things can happen if we completely undermine them on the financial side and their influence around the world. And then the same thing goes for the criminal side is yes, there are processes in play and approaches that the federal agencies take to track money and, you know, catch things like money laundering and other shady acts and things like that. But once it goes all crypto, they have to change things. And I saw some sections in this very unnecessarily large document talking <laughs> about that as not wanting to undermine all of these governmental agencies whose job it is, is to prevent drugs and human trafficking and money laundering and all these other things. So that is one of the calls to action is to find some way to make sure that we're still empowering those agencies so that yeah. ultimately the government doesn't lose complete control over everything. Right. And all central banks currently have to adhere to policies that prevent that money from being used for terrorism, those kind of things. And I saw verbiage in there about making sure that we're doing the same thing with our digital currencies as well. It does seem that about 60% total guess here of the executive order is really just talking about the lay of the land, sort of stating, in my opinion, maybe if you're informed, stating the obvious, like crypto is a thing, it can help people, it, you know, financial risk, this security risk, that, you know, it goes on for many, many paragraphs, basically just kind of laying out what the current state of affairs is. So I guess, welcome to the party, U.S. government. Yeah, we, we were aware of this. <laughs> but I guess, James, what would you say is the rest? What are the, what are the action items? What's actually, what does this executive order actually accomplish? What does it do? 
Yeah, it mostly, it seems like some of the things we've seen in the past where it's, I want to create an order where we can go get some information and come back and report it back to me. Yeah. And it's deadlines along there. We saw 180 days listed, I don't know, dozens of times for deadlines for groups of organizations within the United States to come back and give them, give Biden a report on what the impact is, what we should look like, you know, how much power would it cost us to do, to use this in a blockchain or ledger format? I saw 210 days for something in there. I can't remember what it was now. Yeah, I feel like the whole back half of the article was various deadlines and calls to action for the Treasury Department specifically to pay attention. Yeah, and provide information, right? Not just keep ignoring this and hoping we're going to figure this out later on, but to actually provide, go dig into this, provide some viable information. 180 days is kind of short for pretty quick turnaround as far for the government to move anyway. (laughs) For a government timeline, yeah. Yeah, for a government timeline, for all the red tape they must have to go through. You know, we got the Federal Reserve in here. Federal Reserve, I saw CTO of the United States, Director of Office of Science and Technology Policies. So, and if you'll recall, back in July of 2020, I believe it was, the comptroller of the currency said that banks could hold cryptocurrencies. They could store them for customers. And so some of this appears to be ensuring that those banks then provide proper security and making sure that those funds aren't being used for terrorism and those kind of things as well was also felt a bit in there as well. I thought it was interesting also, and and I kind of liked that there were several call outs, including in the calls to action for our government subcommittees to go report and discover and research ways to make the financial institutions that be more accessible to everyone. I'm sure that's something that comes up a lot in the crypto community, but it's not something I I personally have thought too much about how there are probably millions of Americans who don't have access to typical, what I would consider maybe run of the mill banking institutions, banking, you know, features. Central bank. Yeah. Yeah. And so is digital currency a solution to that problem? And the answer maybe is yes. And then that's, I think, what this executive order is asking to go find out is, can we help solve some of these inequities through digital currency, which I think is a cool and honorable thing to look at for. This is, the crypto community has been expecting the United States to come out with this for quite a while, come up with their own digital currency, try to compete because I'm sure they're, I don't know, getting kind of beaten Pretty severely, crypto is up to like $3 trillion, up from a couple billion that it was in 2016. So this is a huge portion of funds and money that's been moved into the crypto space, which they have no control over, almost no regulations around whatsoever. The IRS kind of stepped up their game recently and started hitting crypto traders pretty hard to say, I noticed this year's tax information and ask you specifically, did you trade cryptocurrencies? And then- how much did you make in that? So they're looking to make sure that they're getting their piece of that if people are making money in crypto as well. A question, maybe putting you on the spot a little bit here, James, but in the hypothetical that the government does decide to create its own cryptocurrency that is centralized, what does that look like? Is it tied to the US dollar? Is it a completely separate type of currency that is interchangeable? Can I go to the store and use it? Can I start asking my employer to pay me in that? What what is what, what will that look like? That's a really good question. My guess is it would replace the existing U.S. dollar. Replace? I think so. Yeah, I think they're looking to get rid of the paper money. And it wouldn't be digital. layered on top of? At first, for a period of time, sure. As we did a transition, I think so. But I believe it would just be dollar for dollar. 
They're trying to reap all the advantages that we're seeing in the crypto space without losing the control and still having the valuation of the country, you know, based on the U.S. dollar. So they've really been getting beat up because crypto is just so much easier to move and deal with. And that's so much easier, probably overstating it a little bit. But there are so many advantages to crypto over typical, you know, paper money. As I mentioned, this is something that the crypto space has been expecting for a long time. And if you ask many of them, I suspect they'll tell you that it's just kind of a, (laughs) it's a fake, I don't want to say necessarily, but it's a little fluffy. Yeah. It's, it's a way to like, no, look, we have our own crypto. You don't need to go spend your money there. When in fact, it's still central money, just digitized, which is kind of what we do now anyway. If anyone's ever used you know, your ATM card or transferred money around, you didn't actually grab any dollars and run over to their bank. You just typed in some dollars in the online banking system and hit go. So yeah, it feels like a way to make people feel like we're competing with crypto while still keeping the advantages to central banks and the US dollar. Kind of how I read it. You know, we did this many episodes, not many episodes, but there are several episodes back where we talked about macro ways of combating ransomware and policy and regulations around crypto was a route that could be taken in combating ransomware since that is the sort of vehicle of choice for ransomware payments. Obviously nothing specific out of this executive order other than the president is asking his smart people to go figure something out. And without rehashing that episode where we talk about it, just off the top of your head, James, do you think there is an effective regulation or policy that could be put into place around crypto that would specifically limit ransomware and criminal activity? I'm not sure how they would go about doing it, but I would love to believe the answer is yes, because we need to stem the money flowing to those folks, that's for sure. And if we can do that through handling the money side instead, more power to them, right? I mean, whatever works at this point, in my opinion, it's just too prevalent and too, it's killing organizations out there left and right. So something needs to be done. I can't imagine, as I think about ledger systems and that, how that could be implemented. Although if you do a central bank system, then yeah, you can actually make sure you're not financing terrorism and those kind of things. But but as a hacker, you would just say, don't pay me in central bank. Yeah, exactly. Don't use the CBDC. Bitcoin. Right. Yeah. Don't use. And, you know, there's things like stable coins and that, which have been around for a long time. And they're kind of sounds like what they're doing is they're creating their own stable coin, a U.S. dollar backed digital currency, which is what like Tether is and has been for a long time. This will be backed by the U.S. government. So it would certainly have a bit more clout and insurity and it would have insurance, those kind of things. But. I will say that there are there is a lot of stipulation or a lot of verbiage in here around making sure that the U.S. is participating properly in in this space, and I absolutely agree with that. We've been way behind the time. There are plenty of other countries who have said, "Yeah, we're crypto friendly, and we're going to prove it. Come join us. We're giving tax breaks, things like that." And it's caused a lot of the crypto community to, in some cases, move to those countries or shift their organizations over to those countries because they are crypto friendly. So I'm glad to see that we're jumping on the bandwagon finally. As you said, it's a little little behind the times, but better late than never, I guess. I wish it didn't have to seem like it was because of Russia and Ukraine <laughs> sanctions, maybe, but, but been a long time in the coming. Yeah, the average, I think your average user doesn't really know how to play in the crypto space. We need to make sure people are protected. We want to make sure those funds aren't being used for terrorist activities and the like, ransomware activities and the like. So yeah, I don't see anything bad coming from this. Not yet anyway. 
So I guess long story short, in 180 days, we'll uh, have to report back on all the reportings that these, you know, smart government, I hope smart, <laughs> committee folks <laughs> are putting together their findings. And who knows? It's the government. So maybe no action will be taken after these reports come out. We would right. hope that something would happen. But so far, this is just the call to action to learn more. And I believe that was the theme of the last executive order that we covered. It was something around cybersecurity for the in schools. In schools, that's right. Again, yeah. more of a call to action. Do more research. And, and again, it's kind of like, guys, we already know the answers. <laughs> you know, we need, yeah. we need to get on this. It's an issue. We need to start being more protective. You know, whatever. But <laughs> let's let the government do it their way, I guess. And the rest of us will yeah. just have to keep going. We gave the government credit for the 180 days, but if you really think about it, it's more like their timeline was 10 years and 180 days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been around for Crypto a long time. Crypto is not new. Right. <laughs> I do like that they're putting some language around this because there have been too many speculations, right? People that don't know crypto can just say, oh, this is what hackers use to transfer money. This is there's nothing safe about this. This is all illegal stuff. And that's not true. We know that from previous discussions that that's really not its intended or what it's being used for. But there are some very, I don't know what's the right word, hyper individuals in politics who are crying out how bad Bitcoin is rather than seeing it for the advantages it also can bring to any country. So I'm glad to see that at least there's action around here. I agree. There's not really policy would be nice. Creating policy around crypto to prevent things like ransomware, it gets tricky, especially because it is cross-border. I mean, if just the U.S. adopts a policy around crypto for ransomware, it can kind of help. But if none of these other countries have similar or the same policies, then things can get messy. And again, you just run into jurisdiction issues and, and everything like that. The U.S. creating their own cryptocurrency isn't going to solve any of that either. That would be kind of the equivalent of, you know, we created debit cards in response to the drug problems in America. You don't see drug dealers on the streets processing debit card transactions. You use cash instead. So, yeah, you just wouldn't use whatever the U.S. crypto comes out to be. Yeah, there's no one single solution, but it is nice to see that they are paying attention and that it's not entirely out of fear. I mean, there are concerns, of course, and there rightfully should be. But sometimes when things are different, the government panics. I like seeing that there's not just unwarranted or unfocused fear that it is just a, hey, let's look into this. Fingers crossed that it stays that level-headed. Yeah. I mean, right at the top, it says, we must protect the United States in global financial stability and mitigate systemic risk. Some digital asset trading platforms and service providers have grown rapidly in size and complexity, may not be subject to or in compliance with appropriate regulations or supervision. So there's definitely some crackdown in here, mm -hmm. but I can't say it's, it isn't needed. I just hope they're be very careful about stifling innovation in this space because those folks would just go elsewhere. There's too many other countries who are like, yep, we're going to be crypto friendly. Come to our side. We've got cake. <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, James, and thank you for this teardown of a very long document. We'll link to it in the podcast for those brave enough to read the many, many paragraphs of legal jargon. <laughs> Good luck to you. Any closing thoughts around this executive order? Not really. I mean, this is, at the, like, as we said, it's mostly let's dig in and make sure we're doing the right thing here. Give us some information so we can work with something because right now no one really knows what's going on here. So I'm glad to see that there's at least an initiative to gather the information so we can make some, as you said, hopefully smart decisions down the road. Stay tuned. All right. Well, we will keep everybody posted as this stuff continues to roll out. And yeah, thank you, James and Gary, for coming out and talking about this one. 
We'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks, guys. Take care, everyone. Be safe out there. See ya.